As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, hello. Thank you for tuning in today to the podcast In Search of God. And we are changing that designation. We, you know, all I wanted to be in the beginning was on the radio. So we kept saying radio, 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 and kind of staying away from the idea of podcast. But I think a podcast is more versatile, you know. To listen to the radio, you th- you figure that you'd have to have a radio. How do I listen to the radio? <laughs> Or you can say, hey, can I listen to the radio on? Because you accept the idea that radio is a is a format, right? Podcast is much it, it, in itself. It's a uh, a format, but it has the ability to be shared in all different mediums. But like you see, I say, see, if you haven't been here, I think out loud, I kind of, I share my thoughts with you guys. Thank you for tuning in today to In Search of God with Ill Butter. If you've never been here before, this is the world's first interfaith conversation brought to you via app and podcast, where you are invited if you are Christian and all denominations that go with it. You are invited if you are Muslim, all denominations invited. You belong if you consider yourself to not be a believer in God, because still it's a conversation about your relationship to the idea of the concept of God. So you are invited. You are invited. You, I don't know anybody that's disinvited. <laughs> all human beings are invited. If you can show me that... Uh, <laughs> There are other beings that can participate. They're invited too. You can be Hindu and all denominations and sects and groups. You're invited. You can be Jewish. All denominations included. You're invited. This is the world's first interfaith conversation about your relationship to and pursuit of something higher than yourself. So give yourself a round of applause. I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you showing up. If you're just tuning in, thanks for tuning in to In Search of God with Ill Butter. Um, we always like to start every show with a prayer. Uh supplication mediation and meditation and we just say thank you everyone for tuning in 
You could have been any place else, but you're here with us. And uh, let's have some good conversations. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? It is August 19th, 9.50 p.m. on the Eastern Standard. But you and you know, we all know that people tune into this show this from all over the world. <laughs> you heard the iPhone go off. People from all over the world are looking for direction. People from all over the world are looking for people to talk to, talk with, or listen to. People all over the world have questions about this world and how it works. People all over the world. We have that stuff in common. And we all have things in our lives that we are not very or completely understanding of why they are the way they are. And because we're not understanding why they are the way they are and some of those things, many of those things, if not most of those things, bring you frustration we're trying to make sense of it why is this situation bringing me frustration why is this happening to me come on now don't be shy I know we could just getting started but I know a lot of y'all feel that it happens to kings and paupers alike presidents and Garbage men alike. Diplomats and parents alike. We all have things in our lives that are not the way we would like them to be and we want them fixed. Right? So we came here today to talk about fixing your problems and fixing yourself or fixing those situations that you face in your life that bring you discomfort. That cause you stress. That when you look in that mirror, you say, hey, that right here, I know where it came from. And I would like to direct all of you guys to a, a series that is being done by Andy Stanley. He's out of Georgia. I'm out of Georgia. And, uh, most of this, if not much of this, if not, <laughs> you know, has been inspired by thoughts I've gotten out of those lectures. And I don't have a problem saying that. I just wanted to invite you guys to look it up. And again, he's he he's talking about the Sermon on the Mount. And just to show you how God talks to to all of us. You know, my wife and I, sometime this week, just on a, a regular grassroots level, we were talking about the Sermon on the Mount. It started off uh, hearing Andy Stanley talk about it, and then we have a Bible study that we do with our friends, the Jehovah Witnesses, and lo and behold, the message was about and deeply entrenched in the Sermon on the Mount. If you're not religious or you haven't heard of it, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is a, one of the most famous teachings of Jesus as recorded in, in, in the Bible of when he met with, a, with multitudes of people and he, he taught this parable about the Sermon on the Mount. And 
it's just interesting because when God has a message for you and, and people think it's kind of spooky. If you haven't had those experiences in your life, you're like, you know, what are these people talking about? Why haven't I had these uh, experiences or these communications uh, in my life? And it's like, you just got to kind of be open to it. I promise you. It's not any space cadet. It's not as scary as you may think it is. But it's just something early in the week. There's a topic that may come come to you and then you see something else comes and it builds on that it just shows you that the creator the most high however you look at it the force nature has a plan i mean we we all accept this whether you are atheist or whether you're deeply religious you know we don't wake up one day and the sun is up you wake up the other day and and the sun is nowhere to be found i mean those things don't happen so we know that there's a plan, and if you listen to what's going on in your life, those that plan is communicated to you. And this week, it was about the Sermon on the Mount is where it started. And uh, I'm going to go ahead just like I do. If you haven't been to the show before, you know, well, you don't know that, hey, I try to make this an experience just like you would have if you were by yourself. If you had a piece of information, 99% of us these days who have a smartphone, which is a computer in your pocket, you're going to look it up. So I'm going to go and I'm going to jump on Google. And this is no plug because they're not paying me, right? I pay for this app. It's an expense. It's not, I have made a, a, a penny off of it. <laughs> that was deep. But uh, let's look up the sermon. And I put in sermon and sermon on the mail came up. And maybe it's because I already searched it before let me just do that again sermon and here is i clicked the one wrong one i would do that um okay so we're just gonna pick one and it says uh sermon it says the sermon on the mount and the link is from bait biblegateway.com again no plug just hey want to let you know what, how i came upon it so i'm going to read it straight out off, off the phone so it says, the Sermon on the Mount. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. The Beatitudes. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and, and I, we kind of looked it up, and it, it, it talked about blessings. So I guess this particular message that Jesus was giving to people as he was up on a mountain and people were attracted to what he was saying, you know, and let's think about the power in that. You know, you talk, you're talking about in a day and time. Well, you could get killed for, for going out and having these conversations. You know what I mean? But I'm sure people still did it. You know, we know before Jesus, John did it. And there were people who did it. You know, most of the time people probably thought you were crazy. And then if, if you know, if anything you said sparked anyone's interest, maybe they stopped and maybe two people stopped. But something about this guy, Jesus, made multiples of people seek him out. Some of the things he did, some of the, a lot of things he said. And this is called the blessings. He's talking about blessings. And what are the blessings? We all want blessings. We all want to be happy. We all want to have positive things happen in our lives. I don't think that that is unique to any one religion or perspective. So this man who attracts crowds at this time is talking about blessings and he said when he saw these crowds he went up and sat in the mountain so he got high which to me would say that he wanted to accommodate enough people to be able to come and sit down and he sat down 
his disciples, his little crew that rode with him, were there. And uh, this is what he said. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So think about it. So here's this dude, you know, who knows? Maybe some people were there to see what what the hype was about. Maybe some people wanted to see something go down. You know how it is when crowds get together. People are like, where are they going? With? Hey, if you see a crowd of people, some people will follow the crowd just to see what's going on. And that's not just in, you know, B.C. That's A.D. That's today, right? 2018. And then there's some people who are really interested. There had to have been, because those are usually the first people who kind of show up, right? So here's this guy, and he's saying, well, I'll tell you what blessings are. And think of it, you know, in this day and time, you're talking about an oblique day and time. You're talking about where, you know, people that have a great amount of wealth, you know, people had a pretty set and established way of life and culture. There was a really strong government that kept you in check. And if you got out of line, there was severe consequences. So here's this guy talking about how, what is it like to be blessed? And pe people were interested. So he starts off by saying, hey, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? And, and listen, whether it's 2018, 1960, 1845, or 1 B.C., or... 38 AD you know the word poor I'm sure was never something that people tried to be you know people tried to be on the opposite like today everybody's really trying to be on the opposite side of poor right who wants to be poor right the idea of not having access to something or not having quote unquote things in abundance but here he said he started the first line he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven right that's that's a dynamic thought because think of it most people are trying to maximize as, as a smarter guy than me said once and stuck with me and uh he said everyone's looking to maximize their benefits and to minimize their costs i was like wow that, that was like i gotta remember that that was like 20 years ago and i still remember that i don't even remember who said it but he was saying, hey, you know, you want the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom, the idea of a kingdom that lasts in a place like heaven. You know, blessed, you, you're blessed if you are poor in spirit. Didn't really break it down on what, what it meant, but continue. He continued saying, 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So you're talking about, again, you got talking about two things that people avoided, like the plague. And they were plagues in these days and times. So, you know, that wasn't just a saying like it is avoid like the plague. There is no plague these days other than, I guess, like some of the severe diseases like cancer and and, and, uh, and HIV and things like that. But they're not even, they're not, you're not considered a plague. You know, we have a way to address them. But he said, blessed are the poor, right? And those who mourn, right? So he's talking about redemption. He's talking about those people who become the people that nobody wants to be. Poor and those who are mourning, right? He's talking about there's blessings in that. Like, whoa. So it must have been a disturbing message. Like People are like, whoa, those are the things I'm trying to, to avoid. Then he says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek, again, not things that men are trying to do by themselves, right? When you think of being meek or being humbled or being lowered in stature, you think about something that someone else is doing to you that's beyond your control. You, you are humbled by something that's beyond your control. And he said, they're blessed too. Then he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So look at this, at this switch in there. A lot of people get confused and stay away from the information because they're in parable, which means a lot of it is tell, told in story. You know, parables don't necessarily have to be a true story, but it's a story that's symbolic, that has some sort of meaning, almost like a fable, right? Right? It's not the fable. It's not about the fable happening. It's about the, the universal message that's within the story. And that's what a, a parable is, is about. So he then switched it. He said, okay, you are blessed if you're these things that men run away from, which is being poor. But he talks about poor in spirit who mourn. You know, no one wants to do that, but we all do in some way, shape, or form. And who are meek. Even being forced to be meek, these are blessed. And then he said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. And again, not something we want to do for long, for righteousness. So I want you to think think about that. Not just, he's, he's talking beyond food and sustenance of your physical body. But who have a hunger and a thirst for what is right? They shall be satisfied. So, it's, so it really is a twist on the beginning because you may have go through periods as it talks about of being poor or without or less less empowered. You may mourn because you've lost things or people or times that are important to you that you love. And you may even be made to be humble or be meek by a power that's bigger than you. But you thirst for righteousness, what is right, then you shall be satisfied. So what does this establish? It establishes two things, that there is a right, right? And there's days and times, and maybe even days and times in your life, I'm sure, that you struggle with the idea, like, what is right and what is wrong? But there are things intrinsically that even no matter where you come from, we could probably sit down and agree are either wrong or right. So just the, just the idea in this day and time where there was a lot of chaos and a lot of might makes right, that there is righteousness that may be beyond might. And those people who thirst for it will be satisfied. He goes on to say, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So then he starts talking about the how. So 
And he starts by setting it up by saying the what. We're talking about people who are in certain positions and what. By, you know, these people even though they're in these positions that you think are less than favorable, they will be satisfied and they are going to be blessed, right? Then he says, hey, this is how you do it. If you show mercy, right? So now he's putting the power back to you. Because he's saying, even though you may be poor, right? You may be meek. You may hunger for thirst uh, and thirst for righteousness. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you still have the power to be merciful. Think about that. Because if he came out first and he said, well, you know what? Show each other mercy. You know, people might have scoffed at that. Like, hey, I don't have any power. I barely have any any resources. The uh, the Romans could come and take me everything that I own in my life without much provocation. But he say even within that, you are powerful enough to show someone mercy. So if you want mercy, I'll show you how. Be merciful, and you receive mercy. He said, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." He could have stopped there. For anyone that had the inclination, seeing him or experiencing his message, who wanted to experience God, he just said it right there. You make peace with one another. And I want you to think about the the idea of that. You know, I'll take a step away from it because being a Virgo, I found myself creating dissension, not even knowing that it was what I was doing. Virgos have a special way of wanting to communicate, to to express themselves, and hey, maybe even say, hey, this is the way I see it. And then the need to share that information with other people influences people, and it can influence them negatively. That's not peace. You might be right. You might feel passionate about it. You may be unflinching and unforgiving, but that's not peace. And it says, if you want to see God, you can. Blessed are the peacemakers, right? 
blessed are the pure. If you're pure in heart, right? And everybody stays, you know, the new things like, hey, you know, I'm not a, a, a holy roller or I'm not religious or, you know, which means that I don't follow any particular script, right? You know, it's the only place in life where people can say that and feel good about themselves. When you're talking about if you, hey, if you work out, hey, look, I work out. Which means that whatever that means to you, you have some sort of strict regimen which guides the way that you take care of your body. Religion or spirituality, it's just a guide for your life. No one, I'm not here to say yours is better or worse than anyone else's. But have a script, right? And those who are pure in heart, they shall see God. And the peacemakers shall be called the sons of God. And two more, two more parts, right? It said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So you want to stay step further. This is the part where usually you start losing cats. I promise you, it's the part that makes my heart tremble. Because it says, after all that, after you realize that, look, your, your life isn't worthless because you have less things or you are made to be humble or your life has meaning and power. And if you thirst and hunger for this knowledge, you shall be satisfied. And if you show mercy, which you absolutely have the power to do, no matter what your station in life, to somebody, it could be the guy in the gas station, it could be your children, it could be your spouse, you can show mercy to somebody. And if you do that and you are pure in your heart, you'll see God. And if you are peacemakers, you'll even be called, people see you like, that's a, the son of God. But here's the one that separates the cloud, crowd. It said, blessed are those who perse are persecuted for righteousness' sake. So what they're saying is what? You are going to be punished. You are going to be put through hardship and treated, persecuted. Think about that word. And we know it's all translated, but the word the person who translated to persecuted took the, 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 the previous word and said, hey, this is the word equivalent. You're going to be persecuted for it. Everyone that followed Jesus and they weren't called Christians. That was, that, that's, a, that's a new thing, right? They were all persecuted. Most of them were put to death, beheaded. I mean, they gave up their lives for this. This, is, this wasn't something cool. This wasn't something that somebody said, hey, man, I got this business idea. And then you turn around, you see them in uh, Time Magazine and they're, they're multi-millionaires. No, they gave up their lives for this new idea, this new train of thought, right? And he said, you're blessed for that because you're going to go through that. That's how heavy this information is. It's almost like finding something out top secret. You can't find this information now and be willing to share it with people and not run into hardship because of it, Right? And last, it says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. People are going to treat you wrong, bad because of it. Not everybody, some people will treat you good, but some people will not treat you well and they will talk about you. And it says, you're blessed for that. And it says, rejoice and be glad for your reward is in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So he, he established that, he, you know, it's a tough message. Like 
You'll be okay. You are okay. You have power. Someone cares about you. This is the way to do it. And if you do it this way, you're going to have some tough times, right? Here's where the deep card comes. It says salt. And let me stop for a second. If you're just joining the show and it's a possibility somebody may have just came in now, you may just be listening to this point. You have joined the podcast. And again, we've changed our designation for radio show to podcast because we think it's a little bit more flexible and people know that podcasts can be accessed over across uh, different mediums. We're talking about fixing yourself. We're talking about fixing the things in your life and yourself, the things that you're unhappy with. And we started with the Sermon on the Mount. And we established a few things that, hey, you know, we said it already. Just like if you, you, you being poor in spirit is okay. Don't be afraid to be poor or poor in spirit. Or mourn, you're going to mourn. Or meek, you're going to be humbled by someone or something bigger than you. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Be merciful to others, then you'll get mercy. If you can be pure in heart, you'll see God. Blessed are those who make peace amongst each other. They'll be called the sons of God. You're going to get persecuted and treated wrong and talked about and reviled because of this information. It's just that strong. But now he's talking about salt and light. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has low taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who was in heaven. So I want you to think about that. All that stuff that he just told you, he just talked about. Why did he, he use salt? Again, an example. He said, you're the salt of the earth. Because of this information that I give you today, you are seasoned. Just think about that. It's just like going to college, spending four years. You don't even have to spend four years. I say you spend one year in college, you'll be different. Two years, even if whether you get that bachelor's, or excuse me, that uh, associate's degree or not, you'll be different. Associate's degree itself will change your designation of education you get a bachelor's you get a master's these things change you you become seasoned through information it changes you and the way that you interact with other people so he said because of this information i give you today you are seasoned you are the salt of the earth and why do you choose salt salt is a very look people you can think of no stronger seasoned than salt you can add degrees to it to make it something else, but salt is the base. So once you come in contact with this information, you're no longer the same. You are seasoned and you taste different. You come across different. Your whole mojo is different, right? He said, but what, what is it worth if you're, you're weak salt? Yet, what if you grab seasoning and, and no matter how much you season it, it didn't change the taste of it. It would be worthless, like he said. Trample under the feet. So all this information that you've just been given, you are charged to go out and be the seasoning to show how you were different. And I used to wonder, like, why the Christians and why the Muslims and why do why are they always trying to convince me of something? Like, goodness gracious, why don't you just do your thing and leave me alone? Because that's part of it. 
You're supposed to, when you come across salt, you know it's salt. You come across a Christian or Muslim or whatever, you should know, you know, and it doesn't have to be him trying to convert you. It could be his kindness. It could be his patience. It could be his willing to serve you, help you, or to enlighten you in any way, shape, or form, or just as, just being around and being kind. So I'm like, wow, I don't know what it is. They don't even have to know your designation. Like, wow, I don't know what it is about that guy. Every time I see that guy, he smiles. Every time I see that guy, he's in a good mood. If I ever have the inclination or the halfway look that I need help, he's willing to help. What is it about that guy? And then somebody may say, do you know that that guy is? Oh, it makes sense. Wow. You're the salt of the earth. Right? So we, we know you are who you are, what you are, why you are, and how to be who, how to be it to others. So let's ask the question. Let's get back to your life. Why do you have things in your life that don't go the way that you want it to go? Why are you frustrated? Why are you stressed out? Why are you unhappy? How do you fix them? And from what I've learned in, in the message that I've learned this week is you can't be fixed. You are, just like the scripture said, you are wonderfully and fashionably made. You are, you are the fruit of God's eye, right? Let's find that quote. I want to make sure I don't do it a disservice because it's such, all I have to do is look up and you guys know I'm going to do this. Wonderfully made. Right. And it's a psalm. It's taken from Psalms 139.14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. You are a wonderful creation of God. God didn't create you to be stressed out. He didn't create you to be angry. He didn't create you to be dissatisfied. He didn't create you to be embarrassed. He didn't create you to be at disease. He did tell you you're going to run into these things. And through his his the people he sent to communicate with you, you're going to run into hardship. But that's not, you're meant to be blessed. So how do you fix yourself if you're not that way? Very easy. You change direction. When Jesus came up to the mount. And he gave that information to normal everyday people like you and I. He wasn't, he didn't hold court with heads of state. He didn't go to the to the Romans. He didn't go to the Pharisees. He went to people like you and I. And that's what that's what ultimately had people wanting to kill him and put him through what they did, right? Which he knew he was gonna go through, right? It's because he came to people like you and I, people who had made mistakes people who didn't graduate from college people who weren't at the top of their financial bracket people who didn't have the the influence and the money and the and the land and the prestige and the armies he came to people like you and i and he came to people like you and i to show you how you can do it and he said hey even though you're you are poor in spirit and you are meek and you are you shall inherit yours. Your inheritance is the kingdom of God. You are royalty. And you, all you have to do is change direction. 
do these things. Be humble and meek. Be persecuted for my name's sake. Be peacemakers. Be pure in heart. Thirst for knowledge. Just change direction. You cannot fix what God made wonderfully and fearfully already. Your life is worth something. You don't have to be one of those celebrities that you look at and you live through. Hey, I love so-and-so because I love to be just like her. But guess what? You are fantastic. You are talented. And I'm not here just to blow smoke of you. God gave us this message through his messenger. That he may be glorified. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the son of the king. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. What higher distinction do you need? He owns the planet and the universe and the galaxies and life itself. You need no higher prestige. You don't need people to tell you. You are who you are. You don't need a piece of paper or a bank account or a classification or certificate. You cannot fix what's already what's already wonderfully and fearfully made. Focus on the scripture. Take the information or the outformation and put it back in. Visit us continually. In Search of God. We're here for you. It's about this conversation. And visit us online. If you are an iPhone owner, download the app. You don't have to click on a link. You can get all the, the discussions and the podcast right on your phone. You can play them on your watch. In Search of God with Butter. Search that out in the iOS app store. In Search of God with Butter. If you have an Android, we're coming to you soon. If you see it on Facebook, click on the link. Share it with somebody who needs it. Because it's the truth. God is real. He's here. He loves you. And he wants to talk to you today. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together. For having a positive uh, message. And empowering us to make a change in our world and our life. Amen. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> to all my detractors and attractors, you know what I mean? You know what I'm doing now. Mama tell me that the devil busy kisses, just the devil in me. Ain't no settled kisses, just a motherfucker rebel in me. Wrestling, he try to pin me, then the devil try to kill me. Hustlers was wearing Fendi, look around, it ain't too many. I'm from the city with them diggy diggy laughing biggie. Already. I'm in the cab, I'm in the lab, dab, I'm in past already Some cast they master petty, I'm that new dude, Nacquavel Daddy told me devil busy, Rissy just had level with me Left so quickly, man, you know that shit'll never settle with me Roll some rolls together, hit some bowls together A couple barbecues, but nothing we can hold together It's like we caught up in the pussies of our minds, bro It's by design, bro, and we get left behind, bro it's like we caught up in the prisons of our mind, bro Of our mind, bro Of our mind, bro 
It's like we caught up in the prisons of our minds, bro. It's by design, bro. And we get left behind, bro. It's like we caught up in the prisons of our minds, bro. Your president, conservative confederate, y'all so competitive, y'all so repetitive, our minds incarcerated, our rhymes are consummated, you constantly procrastinating, acting like you constipated, go ahead and call a bailiff, hurry up and call a bondsman, because they running Prince, and I ain't Kevin Johnson, and I ain't doing life, shit that is true to life, what they gonna do my children, what they gonna do my wife, they say the devil busy, so you better pray up. They say the devil sleep, so you better stay up. We caught up in the prison, caught up with no penicillin. Try to make a living, make us willing. Listen, little children. It's like we caught up in the prisons of our minds, bro. It's by design, bro. We get left behind, bro. It's like we caught up in the prisons of our mind, bro. Of our mind, bro. Of our mind, bro. It's like we caught up in the prisons of our mind, bro. It's by design, bro. We get left Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. God is love. Love you guys. Until next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.